dream will rise to the top. Oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Christian joined by one of our other hosts. The other host apparently is, I'm not sure what the other other one is doing, but uh, Carl, I think yeah. I think you got some uh, info on Garrett and where his whereabouts yeah. tonight. Yeah, um, apparently his team took a tough loss uh, last week and... So his coach is making them uh, do two a days. Um, Garrett's a, a member of the Bishop Sycamore team. Uh, he's been playing a lot of football out in Ohio. I think he was he number fifty four. I believe so. I believe he was number fifty four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hopefully they uh, they get their act together and yeah. they can pull out a victory here soon. Yeah, uh, I think their their coach has uh, decided that they stopped getting his plays from uh, Madden uh, and switched back <laughs> over to NCAA uh, 2005. <laughs> oh, man, he might be better off going to Mutant League football. <laughs> Go to Technobo. Technobo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. So we know what Garrett's doing. Carl, what's going on tonight, man? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, trying to relax. Oh, we've had like a rough week. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, and it's it's been it's been a week for wrestling. Um, we've hit the highest of highs, and unfortunately, the lowest of lows this week. Um, before we get into our normal uh, podcast stuff, we do want to send out our um, prayers and condolences to the family of Daphne Unger. Um, if you don't remember her, she was WCW uh, during like the Monday Night War. Of course, Monday Night Wars was WCW. Um, she was paired up with David Flair and Crowbar. I was like kind of like a uh, their manager. Um, then she had a brief stint in uh, TNA as well, um, where she actually participated in the the first uh, women's monsters ball match, taking on. Um, <clears throat> damn, I had his on the tip of my tongue. Freaking Taylor Wild, jeez. Um, yeah. So definitely we send our thoughts and prayers and our condolences out to the loved one, to her loved ones, family, friends. Um, the one thing that I want to say before we get any farther is September is mental health awareness month, suicide, uh, suicide prevention month. Sorry. Um, if you're at a point where you feel like that is your only option, reach out to somebody don't don't take that road. It's not worth it. The effect that it's going to have, not just on 
your family, your friends, with the effect that it's the fact that you think that's the only choice. It's not. There's somebody out there that cares about you. Somebody out there that may be thinking of you at that moment and get ready to pick up the phone and call. There's so many resources out there. Take care of your mental health. It's just as important as your physical health. Yeah. And if you got to have a awkward conversation with somebody, you know, go ahead and have that awkward conversation with them because I'm pretty sure they would rather have that conversation with you rather than you know, at your funeral, so. Absolutely. That's always, it is a hard conversation to have, but, um, yeah, it was was a rough week, but get that out of the way, get the bad news, the the somber news out of the way. Let's get into, to get into the good stuff while everybody's here. You want to hear us talk about wrestling. You want to hear us give us our thoughts on what went down this weekend. We had NWA in power. We had NWA 73 all at the chase in St. Louis. Some big time stuff going on there. We're going to get into that. We're going to get you our all outs preview with our picks for that as well. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, some Monday Night Raw with Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax. The hell happened there? But first, <laughs> make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at WrestleGettingPod, WrestleGettingPod with one D, uh, Instagram, WrestleGettingPod with two Ds, and for the underscore collection, Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with one D as well, YouTube.com slash for the collection, and head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast and take advantage of the Labor Day sale going on right now. Get yourself another 20% off some shirts some merchandise, all that fun stuff. Um, even if you're not buying our stuff, go support your local, your favorite independent wrestler, your favorite wrestling podcast. If it's not us, I'm sure there's other ones that you out that are out there that you like too. take advantage of that sale. Get yourself some shirts. Would I rather have you buy our stuff? Yeah, but you know, in a perfect world. All right. So yeah, that's, all I've got for that, Carl, you got anything before we jump into the news? Nah, let's get into the news, man. All right, so we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 900 hulk All right, so not a lot of news this week. Um, I got stuff like in the way here. Damn. All right. So yeah, it's not a lot for news this week. The final four have been set for Ring of Honor's Women's Championship Tournament. Uh, we have Angelina Love versus Roxy and Trisha Dora versus Miranda Elise. I'm not sure if any of these matches have actually taken place yet. Um, because I jotted these down like Sunday. So yeah, to um, be uh be perfectly honest i haven't watched ring of honor in probably over a year maybe two years now it's been a while since i've checked yeah. in on ring of honor like i uh, still keep up with what's going on um but I, I haven't really had time to watch it what's uh what's surprising to me is like i uh i've watched more impact like uh because <laughs> i used to 
to watch uh, Ring of Honor back in the day uh, when, you know, Impact kind of went downhill. But it seems like in- Impact just came back up, and so I kind of just replaced Ring of Honor with a little bit of Impact, you know. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was watching Ring of Honor up until they started, they changed their television format, and we're doing, like, the clip shows instead of doing the full matches. But they went back to doing the full matches, but I haven't had time to actually go go back and watch anything because it's like now i've got I'm watching impact more often like you said i'm watching nwa and you know of course you know you got 25 hours of wwe on every week and then you've got AEW. like there's so much out there for wrestling fans there's so many options and that's not even counting the stuff that's on youtube um roku tv if you guys have that there's so much stuff that's out there. It's just insane. Like, it's really is a great time to be a wrestling fan with so many options and stuff to watch. And hell, if you don't want to watch the, the new stuff, you know, just get the peacock and watch all the old shit. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and load up your cock and watch the old shit. <laughs> or uh, um, Amazon's got some, some, um, what, um, USWA stuff up there. I watched yeah, a little bit of that. USWA. Um, there's other free channels out there, like Tubi has uh, Lucha Underground on there. There's like so much stuff. Like if you search like wrestling on streaming, you'll get like quite a few different options. Um, but speaking of stuff to watch, uh, Dark Side of the Ring will be returning with the second half of season three, uh, starting September 16th. Uh, so a couple weeks here, we've got the plane ride from hell. We that uh, first episode there. Uh, the following week, we got the double life of Chris Canyon. That one I'm looking forward to. Huge fan of Chris Canyon. Yeah. Um, this one, the following one, September 30th, Blood and Wire, um, Oneida's FMW. Um, October 7th, Bikers, Bombs, and Bedlam, Johnny Canine. Oh, I didn't oh, know wow. that about. He's a leader of a biker gang. Yeah, implicated in drug trafficking. I mean, police stage. Wow. Okay. I don't know who Johnny K9 is, but I'm kind of interested in that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many faces of Luna Bashan. That should be a good one as well. Loved Luna. She was one of my favorites. Yeah. Extreme and Obscene, Rob Black's XPW, October 21st. And then the season finale for season three is the Steroid Trials. <laughs> That's October 28th. Oh, that should be a good one, too. Oh, man. Like, nobody can beat Vince McMahon, not even the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Awesome. Uh, that's pretty much it for in-ring news, figure news, some little tidbits here. Uh, Legend Series 12 apparently is starting to show up at Target, uh, but they are street dated for October 3rd. Uh, some people are finding Kevin Nash, um, but aren't able to purchase it because of that uh, hard lock street date in Target systems. So have a little patience. Um, they'll either drop the street date early um or october 3rd they'll be on the shelves or at least ready to buy uh amazon delayed the hogan and jeff hardy fan takeover ultimate editions till 2022 
Uh, apparently that was a mistake, according to Steve Ozer uh, um, on Twitter, who works, who is the uh, one of the big, big guys for uh, Mattel. I think he's the uh, the head, the overseer of Mattel's action figures, action figure lines, um, or marketing for him, something like that. I can't remember, but he's one of like the the big wigs for that stuff. Um, he said that was actually a um, this is not true. The first batch, first batches that people ordered will still ship on time. The batch that went up for pre-order, he believes, is the one that's being shipped next year. The most recent one. Um, yeah, it's all confusing. But you can read that on his Instagram, Twitter, which is um, Action Figure Attack or Action Fig Attack um, on either one of those platforms. And you may be noticing some price increases as well as you're walking down the toy aisles. Um, looks like elites are going up to $21.99. Ultimate editions are going up to $33.99. So, or $32. Yeah, $32.99. So just be on the lookout that. Be aware in case you're expecting to get some $15 elites. Probably not going to happen anymore. And a lot of these price increases are mainly due to increasing production costs and increasing shipping costs from the factory to to the store shelves yeah thanks a lot obama how is it obama's fault i everything else is obama's fault so i'm assuming this is too <laughs> we had voted for uh Kanye west man that's what happened <laughs> right, it's Kanye's uh, fault hey i got a question for you chris uh yeah since you're into the toys and you know i, I don't know shit about them uh <laughs> i uh I saw something in uh, the back room today, and I was wondering, you know, if they had more of them and who they had more of. But they had like a Drew McIntyre on a motorcycle. Uh, oh, the wrecking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, did they have anybody else on the motorcycle, or is it just Drew McIntyre? There was, um, there's an Undertaker and a Seth Rollins. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were the um, Undertaker and Rollins were the first two to come with the bike, and then. Uh, the McIntyre is new. That one started showing up right around the time that McIntyre destroyed um, Jinder Mahal's motorcycle. Oh, okay. Like, like a month ago on Raw. <laughs> and those I was wondering. Were announced. I was like, yeah, because the motorcycle like, is the exact same as the uh, one that Jinder had. Okay. Because I was like, I don't remember like McIntyre riding a motor motorcycle or anything. Or... Yeah, no. That's just so you can destroy it and take it apart. That's kind of odd. Um, did you see the uh, the Colonel Mustafa? Mm-mm. Yep, we got um Target exclusive. Colonel Mustafa just hit. Um, at least it hit our store. Um, I picked one up at the uh, other store near us um, over the weekend. So I initially wasn't going to get it, but then I remembered I wanted the Sergeant Slaughter that's coming out next, and it's um heel Sergeant Slaughter. So I need the Colonel Mustafa to go with the heel Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> it's it's a it's a really bad rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> uh, but I will say this: I am part of a Mattel program called Play Rate Review. So basically, what they do is they open up a window like one every quarter. So for like toys that are coming out, like their winter, fall, summer, spring, 
uh, new toys coming out for those those seasons, um, they give you a bunch to pick from. So generally, it's like things in there like Barbies or um, other random stuff. Like I think the one of the last ones I got was was a Minecraft Ender Dragon playset. It comes yeah. with like this big ass Ender Dragon and like a Steve figure. Mm-hmm. So we got that and like a couple Barbies. So it's usually I just rotate between like the kids on, you know, who gets what, and depending mm-hmm. on what the options are. So, but this time it popped up with some Barbies and some uh, WWE Elite figures in there. Oh, okay, okay. So I was like, what? So one of those Elite figures happened to be the uh, next Walmart exclusive, which is the Warlord. Oh, okay. So I was like, what? I guess who got themselves a warlord coming? <laughs> I was like, Get damn straight. I'm going to go look for this now. <laughs> I was like, hell to the yeah. <laughs> Pretty excited on that one. So oh, far, oh, uh, I know something we left out of the news. What's up? I don't know if you want to talk about it, though. Uh, Vince McMahon taking over. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I meant to put that in here tonight. I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, so as Carl said, Vince uh, apparently is going to be taking over NXT. But from what people are reporting, talking to inside sources, it is just mainly going to be the production aspect of NXT. So everything else, like the booking and all that other stuff, will still be handled by uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels and Matt Bloom. Um, the overall production of the show and the presentation is going to be overseen by Vince McMahon and um, the fuck's his name? Uh, Brother Love. <laughs> I don't uh, remember who. <laughs> what's his real name? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I don't remember what the hell his real name is. <laughs> is it something Pruitt? Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard, yep. Yeah. Jesus. I can't remember Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Damn. <laughs> it's like one of the things where, like, you get you know somebody by their character name. It's hard to, it's hard <laughs> to get past yeah. your first name or whatever. It was like uh, me growing up. Like uh, I always known Paul Bear as Paul Bear. Uh, yeah. But every time my dad see him, he would always be like, "Oh, Percy Pringle," because that was like his uh, manager name. Like when he was in uh, different promotions. Before you that, that's that's what my mom would say. My mom would say that same thing. She was like, oh, yeah, Percy Pringle. <laughs> I was like, no, it's Paul Bearer. She's <laughs> like, no. His other name was Percy Pringle. And, like, I didn't understand that as a kid. It was like, no, it's Paul Bearer. <laughs> yeah. That's who it is. It's Paul Bearer. <laughs> Percy yeah. Pringle. Mean Mark Calloway. I said it was, you know, Paul Bearer and Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah i don't know uh, apparently there's a short list of names too that they're that might possibly be on the chopping block um some of those names rumored are johnny gargano um tomaso champa um pretty much anyone in their 30s is on this list um unfortunately ember moon was on that list as well hmm I was like, what? Like, yeah, I, was, I said, you know what? Just let her go. Because y'all ain't used her at all. 
Like once she moved from the NXT to the main roster, like Vince had no clue what was going on with her. So, I mean, like even she, back the NXT, like she really didn't get like the push. Yeah, aside from the uh, tag team championships, but then they moved Shotzi to the main roster. Um, which when's when's the last time we've seen Shotzi on SmackDown? Like her and her and Tegan. So, yeah, they should, they should put her on Raw. Oh, like at least we'd probably get to see her on Raw. Yeah, I think this uh, SmackDown's had too much going on with um, Sasha and uh, Bailey and um, Bianca and Bianca and now Becky coming back. Yeah. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, I'm not too thrilled about the uh, Vince and Bruce Fritcher production thing because I like the the presentation of NXT, but. And apparently it's not what they want anymore so. yeah i, I just kind of wonder like if they're trying to give it like a better production production value like the same like they would do with like raw and smackdown yeah i think they're trying to get away from like the indie feel that that the show has and get more to like a wwe um yeah wwe feel to the show so. yeah i think too that's what i think that's why they changed the um the logo, the logo, because uh, I forget who said it, uh, but somebody was saying that uh, uh, I guess Vince felt that it kind of resembled uh, one of the other brands a little too, uh, a little too closely with the black and the yellow. Um, oh, yeah, so. <laughs> Meaning uh, AEW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he was, you know, kind of trying to dissociate uh, NXT yeah. from AEW. I mean, I don't mind the new logo. Like, it's not, like, terrible. No, I like it's, it. It's just we're not used, it's not something we're used to. Because that, that's a lot of color in that logo. Like, yeah. No, but it but, definitely it definitely makes it stand out, so. Yeah, to be honest, though, I think it, it's time for like a, a a change. Not necessarily, you know, fire everybody off the roster or anything, but you know, yeah. a new uh, set and all that. It'd be it'd be a nice change of pace. Well, that's the thing, though. We haven't had that Capital Wrestling Center set. Like, hasn't even been a year since they introduced that yet. Yeah. So that's the other the other thing with that too. But um I guess they're still planning on doing a uh, Halloween Havoc special as well. Um so hopefully a lot of that stuff stays and then we just get like a just the better the higher production value yeah. um, that we get out of Raw and SmackDown because I always say like between Raw and SmackDown, like there's aspect there's times like when you're watching uh, especially when the like the you know, the wrestlers are coming down the ramp. Like, it doesn't look mm-hmm. real. Like, it looks like you're watching, like, a really good, like, a, a intro to a video game or something. Just yeah. see the intensity of those cameras. Those, as those 8K cameras are using, it's just insane. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the CGI stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't like that crap. That's, like, I don't need, like, freaking birds flying out at me on the screen when Matt Riddle kicks his damn flip-flops off. Yeah. But, 
Stupid. Yeah, I mean, some of, some of it would it would be nice to see him go to you know higher higher producing. Yeah. Higher yeah. We'll see what happens on that one. All right. So that's uh, that's pretty much wrap it up for the news there. Uh, Carl, you ready to go bell to bell? Talk some NWA. Yeah, sure. Right. So we had a hell of a weekend for wrestling again. Like this last few weeks has been just insane. We've had um, SummerSlam, TakeOver. Then we go to Empower, NWA 73. Then we finally um, come back around with AEW's All Out to end like a three-week streak of pay-per-views here. But I think even after that, I think we have Extreme Rules relatively soon as well. Um. But let's take a look here. NWA Empower, which was this past Saturday night. Um, Carl, I know you and I have talked about this uh, quite a bit since the uh, the pay-per-view aired. Um, we had some pretty pretty good thoughts on this. Um, let's start it off here. Kylie Ray versus Chica, Chick Tormenta and Diamante in a uh, battle of the brands, so to say. So I know you and I agreed that this wasn't probably the strongest match of the show. Yeah, it it was. I mean, it was okay. Um, it's just you know, it. I couldn't really get into it. Uh, you know, uh, each brand I feel like could have put you know somebody else in there if they if they really wanted to do like a battle of the brands. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it, it was okay. Uh, I wouldn't consider it like a pay per view like quality match. Would... Yeah. yeah, and it was it wasn't a bad match. It was a good opener. Um, not as good as the the next night's opener, but it was it was a good opener. Um, it was definitely better than the uh, Invitational Cup. But um, uh, for the breakdowns on this one. We had uh, uh, Diamante who picked up the win. And let's see. I picked Diamante. Garrett picked Kylie Ray. I don't know who you picked. You put, I got BL on here. <laughs> uh, ain't no telling. I could have fucking, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell? So... <laughs> <laughs> and these are copied and pasted from last week's notes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. But yeah. I think if they if they do if they continue to do this next year, like if we get empower next year as well, I would like to see a triple threat match featuring like the impacts knockout champion, the AEW women's champion, NWA women's champion, and go like that route. Or even like a fatal four way and feature like the triple A um women's champion in there too. Like I'd rather I, see that. I mean be like a true battle of the brands. 
Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do that. Like, I I could understand like why like each promotion wouldn't want to do that. Um, yeah. But I mean, you could at least you know came up with like a like a bigger name from each brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to throw your champion in there, but you know, you could have had Statlander. You know, somebody else. You know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or somebody. Uh, somebody that's more known. Definitely agree on that one. Um, let's see. We go from that to the women's tag team semifinals. One first match of the night. Um, Hell on Heels, which was uh, Renee Michelle and Sahara Seven taking on Allison K and Marty Bell, collectively known as the Hex. I I like this match. Oh, I, I love all this the really good. match. Like, there are some nice asses in the ring on that one. <laughs> it was but it was amazing. All jokes aside, it was a really a really good match. I actually like uh, this is my first time kind of seeing Hell on Hills, uh, but I would like to see more of them. Uh, it was a pretty good, pretty good tag team match. And that's the thing too. Like a lot of them, like their tandem moves that they were doing. Um, with Renee, Renee Michelle and Sahara Seven, didn't look like they were forced. Um, like some of the stuff that we've seen, like other women's tag teams do, um, mainly in like WWE. Um, unfortunately, with like the Riot Squad, um, with some of their like tandem offense moves, just looking like they're sloppy and like not worked out. But Renee Michelle and Sahara Seven had some pretty good, pretty solid uh, tag team moves in there. The same thing with Allison K and Marty Bell. I mean, these two are like best friends outside of wrestling to begin with. So they gel pretty well together regardless. Um, but the Hex um, ended up picking up the win um, over Hell on Heels and will and advance to the finals against the uh, winners of the next match. Um, but all three of us picked the Hex. So we were good on that one. Um, next match had the Free Babes. Jazzy Yang, who is the daughter of Jimmy Wang Yang, which I was not aware of that until they told us on the pay-per-view. <laughs> um, Miranda Gordy, who is, of course, the, the daughter of the late Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Um, and Hollywood Haley J. I'm not, they said who she was. Um, I, I don't remember who, who she was the daughter of, but pretty much all the free babes are second generation um, wrestlers. So, um, and they took on the team of AEW's Red Velvet and Keelan King. Uh, Red Velvet and Keelan King picked up the win on that one. We all picked the Free Babes. Um, yeah. The first time seeing the Free Babes, honestly, and I was kind of impressed. I want to see more of them. Yeah, yeah. It was this was another good match. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I remember us like a few weeks ago. We were asking, you know, was it possible for NWA to pull off a, a, a women's tag team title, but if they, you know, sign some of these ladies to like a deal or something, um, I don't honestly, I don't think they really need to sign them. Um, just like they show up for the 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 power tapings and use them as tag teams and um go from there because I know they've got a 
uh, working re- relationship with um, Mission Pro Wrestling, which is Thunder Rosa's promotion. Um, that's where we got Genocide from and like a couple other um, a couple of the women that have been featured quite a bit on NWA. But like you can throw a couple of them into a tag team as well and roll them through because it's not like it's WWE where we're just taking randos that were just involved in like singles championship matches and putting them together in tag teams. Like these are women that we've never seen on NWA before, or we've seen them maybe once or twice. I mean, it could be like one of those things like, Hey, you know, this person, this person are now a tag team and they're, you know, they're called this. So, and I think it works for them. So yeah, but, uh, Red Velvet and Keelan King advance on to the finals. Uh, finals that met those matchups. Uh, so the Hex versus Keelan King and Red Velvet. Um, a couple matches in between those before that. But um, so we go from that to Impact Knockout Championship match Deanna Perazzo versus Melina. Match of the night. Oh, yeah. The definitely match of the night on this one, though. Uh, Deanna Prazo retained uh, via submission. Uh, we all picked Deanna Prazo, so we're good on that one. Um, Deanna Prazo had a hell of a fucking weekend, dude. I but, know. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about more of her later, but yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, this is like I said, this is a hell of a match in Molina, man. Uh, this is probably like the best match I've ever seen her in. Like, uh, <laughs> this is actually a really good, really good match. Like, if you, if you, you know, are not a big fan of women wrestling or, or whatever, uh, this is definitely one of those matches that you need to, like, go back and just watch this match if you don't want to watch the rest of the pay-per-view. Uh, Absolutely. It was really yeah. good. They did a hell of a job. And like you said, it was probably, it was, like, one of the best matches that we've seen from Molina. Um I mean, I've always I've been a fan of Melina for a while. Um, she was definitely one of my favorites from that Divas era, um, right up there with like Victoria and Beth Phoenix, um, Natalia. But um, she she definitely killed it, and she definitely showed that there was a lot left on the table with her WWE run. So, but it was awesome. It was a great match. So kudos to Deanna Perrazzo and Melina on that one. Uh, women's tag team finals, the Hex versus Red Velvet and Keelan King. Uh, the Hex become the new champions, uh, presented with the titles by Medusa, who's at ringside in a commentary. Um, it's a freaking awesome. Uh, unfortunately, we tried to predict like everything. <laughs> so Carl, you picked the free babes. Um, but I also predicted that it was going to be the Hex and the Free Babes in this one. So I was kind of off on that as well. But Garrett and I both picked Hex to win. I was way off the Free Babes. But... <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's kind of hard to pick the tournament ones. but Carl, you still there? Yeah, sorry. Okay, I thought you were going to say something. Uh, I, was, I didn't <laughs> want to inter- interrupt you. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you're fine. <laughs> okay. oh. All right. 
Um, yeah. So that one, and then probably another great match on here tonight too was uh, Camille versus Layla Hirsch, and that was for the NWA Women's Championship. Uh, Camille picked up the win on that one with her spear. I thought this was a good match too. Like it yeah. was right up there with the uh, Dina Diana Prazo Molina match. Yeah, I mean I don't know about right up there with it, but it was a good solid match, and this easily could have been uh, the uh, uh, final match. Uh, the main event, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Absolutely. I, I honestly think this should have been the main event compared to the Invitational Cup. Yeah. We will we'll talk about the Invitational Cup now. So, uh, the Women's Invitational Cup gauntlet. Uh, this basically was a gauntlet match. We had a competitor come out every two minutes. Um, eliminated by is it pinfall submission? Yeah, pinfall or submission. Um, the participants in this match were Chelsea Green, who came out at number one, uh, Kira Hogan, Bianca Corelli. These are all in order of how they came out. Uh, Thunder Kitty, Genocide, Lady Frost, Debbie Malenko, Jamie Senegal, Masha Slamovich, and Tootie Lynn. Yeah. And, uh, Chelsea Green eliminates 2D Lynn to pick up the victory with the kill switch or the unprettier or the I'm prettier, uh, depending on what she's it, calling it. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> unpretty. <laughs> uh, 2D Lynn uh, might want to go watch some white tape on how to take that move. <laughs> yeah, she needs to study Christian a little bit more. So. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I kind of feel, uh, I kind of feel with them starting with Chelsea and Kira Hogan. They have been like the bad direction to go on that, because they're literally like the two biggest names in this matchup, and you had yeah. them out as number one and number two. Yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely that they were the the best, the two probably, probably the two best wrestlers in the uh, in the. Uh, in the tournament. And yeah, I mean, uh, I thought Debbie Malenko was pretty impressive. This is the first time I've ever seen her wrestle. Yeah, it was my first time too. The only thing I didn't like uh, was how she was eliminated. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of ugly. It kind of looked stupid. Uh, where she, um, whoop, she had somebody in a submission and Kira Hogan kind of. Oh, like, Kira Hogan, yeah, like. Crawled under him and bender. Yeah, that was kind of stupid. Um, it was it was different. I'll give him that, but like it's, yeah. I haven't seen that before. But I yeah. think that's what they're trying to do with something that like you haven't something that you wouldn't expect them to do. But, yeah, but yeah. Um, my thoughts on genocide. I I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I I like genocide character um i like her in-ring ability like the cyborg character is kind of iffy um she's had some pretty good matches on nwa like the regular on power um but i don't think the uh the gauntlet type match you really didn't get she didn't really get to showcase what she can do yeah she looked like the fucking tin man um <laughs> and then uh, and then the uh, there was like one move where like 
she had I, c- I can't remember who it was, but she had two of the two superstars, like one on each hand, and you know trying to showcase her power, but she's not yeah. that strong to like swing uh, both competitors. But she kind of like gently tapped uh, two of the other wrestlers who sold the shit out of the fucking. I think it was might have been Chelsea Green and Kara Hogan, but I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> he sold the shit out of it, like she fucking hit him with like a fucking two by four or something. And it's like, no, she broke <laughs> fucking feet of this lady. Fuck. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, there's there's a few, and then the Tootie Land uh, last entrance. Um, I, I guess like she was a St. Louis native or something like that, even though it was like her first match. Her first, you know, televised match, maybe. But uh, I think it was her first televised match. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly she, she, you know, she's been going to school. Like, she knew a little bit of, like, what was going on, but, yeah. I mean, she was a little green behind the ears, and uh, I mean, maybe the you know, she had family in the front row or whatever, but outside of them, I don't think I really knew who in the hell she was. Like, I certainly um, didn't. I, I think give her, like, a couple years, and I think she's going to be a name to watch. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Uh, 2D Lynn. I don't know who the fuck that is. Yeah, because you watch the NWA pay-per-views. Nope. <laughs> no. Coach, let's get a practice. Huh? Your coach, let's get a practice. Yeah. Said I was done sucking dick enough for today. <laughs> I mean, sure when I got, about, when about I got what blown said on the podcast, question. if I were to guess, what? I said I'm sure that's what you guys said in the podcast. If I were to guess, who said what? What's that? That I was that I was uh, the coach's dick sucking partner or something. I don't know. No. 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 We said that you. <laughs> that you were doing uh, two a day since y'all lost to uh, that high school team. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need uh you need to hang up your number fifty four jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh so Chelsea Green went on to win this. Uh, like I said she eliminated two D Lynn they were the last two. Um, she hit the unprettier for the win. Um, I picked Chelsea Green. You guys both picked Thunder Kitty. And um, I was kind of surprised at Thunder Kitty's gimmick because that's not what I was expecting. You didn't know who she was? I didn't. Oh, okay. Like, honestly, like some of these some of these women I've never heard of before. Yeah. Like, because they're, I mean, they're not anyone that comes around our area for like independent stuff. Yeah. So... Her like gimmick is like it's up there with forties. It's up there with it's up there with genocide. Like her gimmick is pretty, uh, yeah. but it it it's something to laugh at. I was just did it as a picture of the joke. Um, so. I tell you though, like Masha Slamovich, like I real I enjoyed watching her. Did yeah. she slam a bitch? Oh, she slammed quite a few bitches. <laughs> I liked yeah. her like as soon as like she had a presence like as soon as she like came out like the curtain down to the ramp like she 
like you knew her like she she demanded that you paid attention to her pretty much so it was um i liked her quite a bit that's the thing is like (laughs) i'm thinking that uh tootie lynn must be like fucking jazz's girlfriend or something i don't know i yeah who knows so, but I guess she was um pretty pretty demanded by fans, like or highly suggested by fans. Um, when yeah. Mickey James was looking at was saying she was looking at talent, um, a lot of fans suggested Tootie Lynn. So you know, what left out Chris, you didn't have any so, notes because it was, it wasn't a match. Um, well, I was going to talk about it after the match card. So. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk about yeah. it now. If you want. Um. So yeah. So in between. I think it was in between the women's tag team semifinal and the knockout championship match. Um, yeah. We had Mickey James come out to the ring, um, basically give a little bit of a speech. Or was it Mickey James? Yeah, Mickey uh, came out. Mickey, Mickey did a speech, but. Oh, uh, Mickey was at the beginning. Sorry. Yeah, this was um, Gail Kim had come out um, and given yeah. a speech. Yeah. Um, but during this time frame, Taryn Terrell had come out with um, Genocide and. Um, the other chick that she has in her little group, um, Taryn Terrell and, and Gail Kim have a little bit of a history from impact. Uh, they had some pretty decent matches with, of course, Gail carrying a lot of those matches, uh, cause Taryn Terrell is a terrible wrestler. Um, <laughs> I, I call it how I see it. So Gail Kim carried a lot of matches. Yeah. Um, so basically this is going down and Terrence Terrell, you know, has this apparently adopted this new Valley girl type gimmick where she, <laughs> she's telling Gail Kim, she can leave. She's like, okay, bye. I said, okay, bye. <laughs> so Gail's not leaving. <laughs> it's because I'm white. <laughs> um, so Gail, of course, isn't having none of this, and she's standing her ground. And then the other two, Genocide and the other chick, like, they start to flank her, and they're getting ready to jump, jump her. And all of a sudden, you hear awesome Kong's music. So here comes Kong, and she gets right, right up to Gail Kim. Like, she's going to, like, pick up where they left off, you know, when Impact, and, you know, start going to town on her. No, she takes out genocide. She takes out the other chick, like Taryn Terrell, like just runs out the ring. Um, they do another tease with, um, as like Gail Kim is kind of, um, you know, yelling at, yeah, at him as, and, yeah, uh, Gail off the apron. Yeah. Kong was like right behind her. So they teased a little bit more, um, with those two going at it. But instead, they, you know, they just hugged each other. Um, and at that point, um, awesome Kong announced that she was retiring from professional wrestling. So, um, but I did, I did like her speech. Um, it, it kind of cracked me up a little bit, but she said, um, she said the only thing that could get me off my couch and away from those delicious ice cream bars. <laughs> that was pretty good. That just, it was just, well, it was awesome. Um, but to see Kong in the ring with Gail Kim, um, she basically said, you know, I'm done. She's like, I'm going out. 
and I'm going out with you. Like that's that's how I wanted to end. So I'm not gonna lie, I teared up a little bit. So because I, I th- this was like a pay per view, man. I'm not ash- I'm not ashamed. Like there's a lot of like emotional like stuff on this pay per view. Like it's just like killing you. And the same thing with NWA seventy three. Like some of the stuff that's going on, like some of the stuff that happened on this one too. Um, which we'll talk about, but um, yeah, it's like because to see like my, the whole like 2000 era like of TNA was headlined by Gail Kim and Awesome Kong, yeah. like they're repeatedly putting out like match after match, like five star match after match with the two of them yeah. wrestling. I mean, WWE tries to talk about women's revolution, but impacts uh, is yeah, where it starts. Yeah. This is what I would say to that. Uh, Gail Kim had a better career in Impact than she ever would have had in WWE. No, even absolutely. They had absolutely. absolutely no idea what to do with her. Nope. Like they tried to give her some Matrix-ass gimmick in her first run, and then like she comes back for like a short second run, and they had no clue what's going on. You know, like they still try to put her in that Matrix gimmick thing. You know, but. Yeah. Oh, but Gail Kim is definitely one of the goats, and that was that was a good segment on there too. Yeah, um, one more. I give one more shout out to the pay per view with Empower. Um, shout out. Yeah, at the end when uh, everybody came out, you know, uh, to celebrate Chelsea Green winning the cup, and yeah, you know, the producers and pretty much the locker room cleared out, dude. Shout out to fucking Molina for still selling the fucking injury. Absolutely. Uh, that's fucking, prof- that's a professional right there, dude. Like, she's straight out, she limped down to the ring. Being <laughs> held up by, she had, like, Medusa flanking, like, holding her up down to the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I was like, fucking bless her heart, dude. Like, that's somebody that gets it right there, dude. This is the small, the small fucking details. Yep. It was awesome. It was a good overall. I enjoyed the pay-per-view. It was yeah. great. It's this is what evolution should have been. Yeah. The main event, yeah. if I'm completely honest though, the main event was a little lackluster. Like I was disappointed uh with the main yeah, event. The main event should have been Camille versus Layla Hirsch, like hands down. Like the NWA World Women's Championship should have main evented the show. Yeah, but I think um, um, if you um, if you uh, think about it, though, um, that uh, hell, I forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say? I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, the, uh, now I know what I was going to say. Uh, Deanna Peraza, though, I think, you know, she she came out of this weekend, especially with that performance that she put on with Molina. As, I mean, people talk about Charlotte Flair and Oscar. Uh, I mean, you got to put her down as, like, one of the more successful women right now. Absolutely. Um, and 
I I think she didn't get that far in WWE because they were afraid she was going to overshadow like the Charlotte Flairs, the Sasha Banks's, the Becky Lynch's. I think that's what I think that's why she didn't get get to where she could have gotten in WWE. Yeah. And uh, another thing, you know, I kind of don't see why wasn't um uh like Britt Baker or somebody here. Um that's from- that's the thing that kills me is like you think you want like cuz we got some we got some AEW talent, but it's like mainly ones that weren't being used like Diamante and um Red Velvet and Keelan King. Um so Layla Hirsch, but they could have did like a like an, at least an appearance or something on there. You know, even you even Thunder Rosa. That's what I'm saying. If you did NWA. You know. If you if you didn't want if you didn't want uh Oh, you could have had Serena Deep. She went on there, was she? No. Yeah, she I was gonna say like if you didn't want her to defend the title against like someone else, yeah, I mean you could get her defend the title against like Thunder Rosa or somebody on the pay per view. Yeah. Or Chris Statland, she could have defended against uh, Statlander instead of doing it well, on um, All Out this weekend. Well, I mean, I can understand them wanting to do it on All Out, but yeah, they think Britt Baker is better than what she actually is. But <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so let's uh, so we go from Saturday from Empower to NWA seventy three. God damn, like, I I this this whole paper like the whole weekend like NWA just killed it with with these yeah. pay per views, and they went in blazing like guns blazing right out the gate. Tim Storm versus Tom Latimer versus Crimson in the uh, the St Louis Street fight. Uh, they call it the battle in the loo. The battle in the oh, loo, yeah. freaking god! Like this was amazing. Like it was a great opener to this pay per view. We saw like twenty five foot ladders. Uh, Tim Storm getting put through a guardrail. Yeah. Uh, Crimson getting the shit kicked out of him by Jack Stane before the match even started. It, yeah. um, just nuts, and the fact that Tim Storm actually went on to win this. After everything that Latimer put him through before Crimson even got back into the match, was just sheer. It was just nothing short of a miracle on Tim Storm's part. Yeah. Um, so here's my question: Do I get it right or not? Uh no. Tim Storm's mama wasn't there. There. <laughs> yeah, she would have been there. She probably would have fucking died of a. Probably. So it's like I was, I was shocked because I mean, when I was thinking like street fight, Tim Storm, like you know, it kind of put me in the front. Remember when Ric Flair had that ladder match with fucking Edge? Yep, I think it was Edge. Was it it a money? It was a money in the bank ladder match or TLC or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Something crazy that you wouldn't think Ric Flair would be in. Yeah. Yeah, it was something crazy. Just like the, uh, yeah. We had as that one with uh, Mick Foley, too, the freaking, like, hardcore match that he had with Foley. Yeah, but this was, this was, like, this was before that, though. This was, yeah. like, so, like, when he had that match with Foley, you was kind of expecting it because, like, you're like, oh, well, yeah, that he was, had that uh, fucking Wasn't that that I quit match? match? I know he had an I quit match with Foley. 
It might have been that one. I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, that first that first TLC match where it was like, is this a surprise? You're like, somebody his age in a TLC match? Like, yeah, right. Like, you know. So this is like kind of what I was thinking. Like when they was like, oh, street fight with Tim Storm. I'm like, yeah, I don't see him doing too much. You know, he might fucking throw a fireball or hit somebody with a chair or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, dude, they put on a, a clinic, dude. This this was a good match. Yeah, I like you said. This, this like set the pace for the entire night, and then it just kind of got better. After that, um, the battle royal was kind of iffy, but like everything else was just great. Um, so we go from that and we get into Mickey James versus Kylie Ray. Um, this is another good matchup on here, too. Um, you know, all three of us picked Mickey James to win this, um, which she did. Uh, the big thing after the match, though, uh, Mickey gets attacked by a masked woman. Dressed in all black. Can you guess who um, it is, Gary? Can I guess? I have no clue. Oh, <laughs> uh, then Diana Perrazzo reveals herself as the the masked woman who beat down Mickey James after that matchup. So. But then she runs from Kylie Ray. Like Kylie Ray gets in the ring to like kind of make the save, and like Diana Perrazzo runs from Kylie Ray. If I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, Deanna Prazo beat Kali Ray like numerous times in Impact. So I don't think it's um, anyone to be running from. <laughs> nope. Well, this is a pretty good matchup. They had a couple um, couple spots in there that were kind of missed, but um, considering it's probably the first time that these two have ever wrestled each other, um, there's a couple spots where they both went for kicks at the same time. and. Um, I think there's a double clothesline spot in there too, but it was pretty good. Um, six man tag match. We had Tyrus, Jordan Clearwater, and the Masked Man uh, taking on the Pope and uh, the team of the end, uh, which is Otis and Impero. Um, Tyrus, Clearwater, and the Masked Man pick up the win on this one after the Masked Man tags himself in on Tyrus to uh, get the pin. After Tyrus did all the damn work. <laughs> Who is the masked man? Uh, this gave him a name. I can't remember what the hell his name was, but <clears throat> but uh, Carl picked Team Mask Man to win. Um, Garrett and I both picked Team Pope. Uh, so that match wasn't bad. It was basically just like a typical matchup, uh, six man tag. Uh, Chris Adonis defends the national championship against James Storm. Yeah, this match. one was this was a great matchup. Um, Adonis actually picked up the win, or yeah, Chris Adonis retained. Um, I believe. I don't think this was clean. Was if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah it wasn't clean. Um, uh, remember, uh, so this is. This is a great storytelling, right? So Adonis uh, escapes uh, escapes uh, James Storm by putting his foot on the ropes. So there's a spot. That's uh, right. Yeah. And James Storm thinks he thinks he's, he he won. Uh, 
but the three count, you know, didn't go because uh, Adonis got his foot on the rope. The ref seen him get his foot on the rope, and so he called it. But <laughs> Adonis <laughs> turns around and sends James Storm uh, with his foot on the rope, <laughs> and the referee didn't see it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's right. So that actually leaves more to, like, um, going into – Power this week that interview with James Storm, um, with him being back kind of with NWA. Uh, so it looks like we're probably gonna get more with James Storm and Chris Donis uh, for the national championship, which I'm cool with because that was uh, an amazing matchup. Um, from the sure from the it was, them, so. um, we all picked the notes. What's up? I said I read all the results, so I knew it. Uh, let's see. We picked um, all of us pretty much picked. Well, you guys picked James Storm, or no? You picked Chris Adonis. Carl, you said James Storm only if uh, Bon Jovi was his entrance music. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was his uh, his normal music. <laughs> so yeah. We said otherwise, Chris Adonis. So Adonis won. <laughs> so you and I picked Adonis. Uh, 13-man battle royal. This is kind of the uh, the wall, I guess, on this one. Um, we had some new guy come in as like a surprise 13th entry. His name's Judeus, managed by the Sinister Judea? Minister. Uh, I just... Eh. Right. <laughs> I picked Ric Flair. Gary <laughs> picked Zombie Enzo, and Carl, you picked the UT Santa. Was UT Santa there? No. <laughs> was, there was there fans at all? I there, there were fans there, yeah. <sighs> but no UT Santa. How do you have oh. fans? How do you have no. fucking fans, but with no fucking UT Santa? We forgot maybe that. Gonna, maybe he couldn't travel. Forgot what? Who forgot the sponsor? The sponsor Which one was this one? Car Shield? No, it's fucking Car Shield, Shield or Bush, Bush Beer? <laughs> Bush Beer. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> Bush Beer. Uh, this will be a fucking empowered. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, whatever, man. Like AEW's <laughs> running, AEW's running PBR commercials. So I mean, <laughs> hey, no, it's it's good. I like it. I like it being sponsored by a beer company. It's like you know, it's that old school redneck feel. You know? <laughs> it's like it makes it feel like a legit sport again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So this Judeus dude wins, um, eliminating JTG. I, I man. Nah, that... Yeah, everybody. Everybody's old tip for this Judas dude, like he was like some kind of monster, and I mean he was maybe two or three inches taller than everybody. And there was definitely yeah. other guys in the battle royal that I him, so I don't. Believe yeah, he was. J, like you said, JTG like size wise was bigger than him. Mims definitely bigger. Jax Dane. Like all these guys, other guys in this battle royal were like bigger than him in stature. He was just like maybe an inch or two taller. 
Like he definitely was not a monster compared to um, like Jack Stane or Mims. <laughs> and he, had, he had like a dead body, but he didn't rip or anything. Yeah. yeah. This guy was pretty. He was pretty bad. But um, um, yeah. Enough of that. We had a NWA Women's Championship match. Camille taking on the winner of the Invitational uh, Cup from Empower, uh, which was Chelsea Green. Uh, Camille actually won this one by submission. Uh, this actually wasn't bad either. Like I like this one too. Yeah. Um, it seems like the women were just killing it. Like two nights in a row for NWA. So. We all picked Camille to win that one. Um, as we all knew, Camille was going to retain. Um, NWA Tag Team Championship match. This one was probably next to the uh, World Championship match. Probably one of my favorite matches of the night, besides it and the, the triple threat match at the beginning. Uh, La Rebellion picks up the win um, over Kratos and Aaron Stevens. Yeah. So I'll pick La Rebellion to win that one. Um, yeah. It's my first time really checking out La Rebellion, and they're they're actually really good. I I really like them. Um, was it uh, Bastia Six 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 is actually the son of Damien Six Six Six? And Carl's thinking, why does that name sound familiar? Oh, he's he one of the. Uh, He's one of the one of uh, WCW's cruiserweights. How do you not know, Carl? You should know everything. <laughs> Come on, Carl. You know everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know what? You know. Uh, you know every match Ric Flair has ever had ever in his entirety of his career. I do not know every fucking <laughs> dude. He's had a fucking million matches. <laughs> and speaking of Ric Flair, I know great segue, yeah, awesome speech. Oh, uh, it's just twenty minutes of rambling. <laughs> it, was it, it was good. It was a good. It, it was. It was good. It was. It was heartfelt. Um, it was probably like one of the most realist speeches like I've seen Ric Flair give. Um, it, it was good. He needs a podcast. Somebody needs to fucking start a podcast with Rick Flair. I doesn't. Even, I thought he had one. Oh well. Somebody needs. I mean, if he week. if he doesn't, you know, Conrad's right there, so I'm sure he could uh <laughs> start one with him. Start one with him. Conrad's got like 20 podcasts that he works on. Oh, he's on 20 different podcasts. So pretty much, like he's doing the one with Bruce Pritchard. Um, I think he's doing the one with Jim Cornette. I think he's got like a couple other ones that he does too. So I think I heard him on the Cornet. Yeah, I think yeah. he's I think he is on Cornet. So. He's like the the producer. So. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um main event. The this is where um I'm not gonna lie, I, I teared up seeing the uh seeing this match play out. Uh Trevor Murdoch versus Nick Aldis. Um, for uh, the NWA World Champion Championship, the uh, real world championship, sweet Charlotte, 10 pounds of gold. Holy freaking crap! Like the build up to this, 
and seeing like all these matches between Trevor Murdoch and Nick Aldis, where Trevor always comes up short. And then finally, it's like, yo, like, I'm going to put my career on the line for one more shot of this title. If I can't win, I'm done. And just to and see it all play out. And then get the belt presented by Ric Flair, dude. Yeah. This was great. Like, it was a great ending. You know what this shows, though? It shows you don't need to be in a great shape to put on a great match and win a championship. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it depends on what you mean by shape. Like, he's still a fucking fucking ass, dude. Like, I know. be, be big and be a nasty. Like, this was, hands, big, this was hands down like one of the best wrestling matches I've seen like this year. Like pure wrestling matches. Yeah, it was it was good. Oh, definitely like old school feel to it, like everything. It was great. And it is a great way to end the uh the weekend for NWA. Um Hell. right down to uh Trevor coming out with the uh the Harley Race inspired ring jacket, which is, which is awesome. Nice. That's cool. Like that, that was some good storytelling uh, that they put together um, in this program with Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch. Um, Nick Aldis, a thousand and forty-four days as NWA World Champion. Longest. Never thought he was going to lose it, did you? I honestly am very surprised, um, but I did pick Trevor Murdoch. You guys picked Nick Aldis, but <laughs> very, I very surprised. Yeah, I, I think he's blue. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, but it was great. Uh, right. So, yeah, both NWA pay-per-views, if you did not get a chance to watch those, definitely check them out. They're well worth um the time to invest in them and you may find someone in there that you um maybe you never heard of before or wasn't a fan of before maybe they change your mind on that um maybe you change your mind on nwa and start watching that every week too um they put out consistently a great tv show with nwa power um they turn out some pretty good pay-per-views every time they do a pay-per-view um like case in point with this weekend with empower and NWA 73, both great events. Definitely check out NWA if you get the chance, especially those two pay-per-views. So, but even if you just watch one match from each show, definitely um, Deanna Prazo versus Molina from Empower and um, Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch from 73. Or the, or the, or the triple threat from the, beat, the opener. Yeah. Yeah. Or what's the speech it was it was pretty good <laughs> i'll say thank you vince mcmahon yeah thank you triple h he's like when they called me when billy called me i thought it was the command to take on nick aldis for the title <laughs> did he really say that yeah that's awesome. that's what he said. <laughs> he's like when i thought then he told me he's like no we just we just want you to talk he's like i can do that <laughs> I can talk. So the real question is, Carl, is he going to AEW to to reform the Four Horsemen? With who? I mean, they're all there. Who's all there? I mean, Arn's there, Tolly's there. 
They only need one more. Dean they Malenko's need? there. Huh? Dean Malenko works there, too. Oh, see? Malenko. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That uh, <laughs> Dean Malenko. I mean, they're, they're loaded, and Arn Anderson owns the name, owns the rights for the Four Horsemen. So, I mean, <laughs> they, they got it. They're good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, what's your, what's uh? We're gonna do our question. Let's do it while Garrett's here. Oh God! Uh, so we can get his. Uh, so what? What was your uh, best uh, four horsemen, Garrett? Best four horsemen? What do you mean? Like your favorite, what? the best iteration of the four horsemen. I mean, I, I think I'm too young to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name no. can you name at least like six horsemen? No, definitely can't. Can you name four? Uh, you name three of them, and we well, gave you a I fourth one. Yeah, so. so there's four, but no, I don't know any more of that. I really don't. I don't know shit yeah. about the horsemen. I'm sorry. Me, me, and uh, me and Chris was talking about this earlier, and uh, uh, for me, it was uh, Rick, Rick Flair, Arn Anderson. Uh, Chris Benoit and Brian Pillman. And I didn't, I really wasn't introduced to the Horsemen until I started watching WCW in like 96. They were like the Monday Night Wars, like the predate for that. So um, the Horsemen that they had during that time frame, it was Ric Flair, uh, Steve McMichael, uh, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko. Yeah. Right, so here's uh, a, here, here, I'll throw a question back at you to make you feel better. Hear me. <laughs> if you were to pick four people off the AEW roster to form a new horseman, who would it be? Off the AEW roster? Yeah, we're not going to do WWE roster. That, that, let's do AEW roster. Since they're basically all on there anyway. I have enough fucking factions already. Um, <laughs> like any four, it doesn't matter if they're in a faction together, not in a faction, whether they like each other, whether they're heel, not heel. I mean, you got to be able to be healed uh, oh, yeah, or a requirement to be four horsemen. Um, well, I think one's a given. One's a given. I think MGF is a given. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You don't think so? Yeah, he he's he's good, but he's like a different kind of heel. Like MGF is not like a a horseman heel. Okay. Not. You would need like FTR would be like definite for your tag team division. I think they they personify what like a modern day like four horsemen team would be would be. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, you definitely need someone that's charismatic, as far as like you know the mouthpiece of the group. Um, I just I don't really see anybody. 
on the roster that could fit that that role. So my if I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go CM Punk. I go CM Punk. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. Um, CM Punk. I'm gonna go the Bastard Pock. Um, and let's see. Give me uh, Scorpio Sky and Christopher Daniel. Hmm. That wouldn't be bad. That'd be pretty cool. I yeah. like that. Um, I like that I'm actually, I'm going to steal your CM Punk and add it to Adam with FTR. And then for that enforcer role, Hangman Page. There you go. I like it. I don't have an answer. I just kind of wanted to hear y'all's answer. The, the fuck are you going to throw out a question for and you got no damn answer? <laughs> I don't need an answer. <laughs> I think if we're going to go, I mean, I think if we're honest, I think we we need to put Andrade in there. I mean, he's got the Ric Flair seal of approval now. Yeah, only because he's dipping his dipstick in his daughter. <laughs> well, hey. I I don't see I like Andrade like he's a great talent. Oh, I agree. Ring, but he's not he's not someone I would see in like Four Horsemen. Even like CM Punk is kind of stretching it. But yeah. uh, you need somebody that has that can draw people into what you're saying, and Punk can do that. Andrade can't. Oh, I that's agree. The, that's the big thing. That's why he's got Chavo as a mouthpiece now. Is because you need somebody that can speak for you. Andrade, Andrade can't do that. I do like your Christopher Daniel. That was a good choice. I like that. I don't know what I would say. I think I would. I, I don't know. I think MGF would be good. So I would definitely say that. I do agree with FTR. Would be a good tag team. And uh, I think if I were to pick a forward. Uh, talking about enforcer style, he may not be like super popular, but I kind of like would pick Wordless. Wordless. I mean, I know I just basically picked fucking four yeah, minutes of the you, pinnacle. Yeah, you just made the pinnacle. <laughs> so, I, I mean, <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, did. I mean, this what it should have been anyway. To be honest, I, I'm surprised they didn't do that anyway. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I think all I right. Think to keep the four horsemen kind of retired. Yeah. Hey, you want to know a, a a cool fact you guys probably didn't know? Did you guys know that Tyler Breeze and and Sean Spears have a wrestling uh, academy together? The more you know. The more you know. They have. They actually have a class where everybody in the class gets to slap you on the chest two times. Nice. Apparently, Sean Spears is. I I watched some. There's some guy that does like a lot of interviews with wrestlers. I can't get his name. He went and got smacked by everybody. And apparently, Sean Spears doesn't know how to hold his punches. I was like, awesome. They should do it like old school wrestling where they just beat the fuck out of you and if you go back up, they they teach you how to wrestle. Do you bleed? You will. 
Speaking of uh, beating the fuck out of each other, it's uh, Nia Jackson Charlotte from Raw this week. I heard it was a. Uh, I heard it was on purpose, just to spite like some like Vince or something. I don't remember. I saw I, that something about it. You see it or no? I watch like bits of it. I don't watch Raw unless I have to, which I, I don't have to to be on this podcast, so it's okay. I fast forwarded <laughs> quite a bit through Raw, honestly, because like a lot of it's bullshit anymore. There's only one thing of wrestling I watch this week. <laughs> the uh the triple threat uh between Damian Priest, McIntyre, and Sheamus was actually probably the the bright spot of Raw this week. Oh, and actually showed that you can have your champion who has like a mid card title uh, pin like two of your bigger uh, names on the roster and still not make them look weak. Um, even though even though it was supposed to be Bobby Lashley versus Sheamus. Yeah, pretty much. Oh no, it was it was supposed to have been they broadcast it all week and Vince was like, Oh no, I wanna change it to this last second. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the triple threat was a better match than fucking Bobby Lashley yeah. versus Sheamus. Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. So he made a good decision. So when Vince makes good decisions, don't fucking bitch about it like it's a bad decision. <laughs> oh, when NXT starts to suck, I want you to say that again, okay? NXT. Well, is we we are we actually talked about that. Um, Vince and Bruce Pritchard are only going to handle the production aspect of it. Everything else is still going to be run by Triple H and company. You say so. Until they, until Vince cuts, um, you know, all the guys over thirty like Ciampa and Gargano, and you know, it's funny. I saw, I saw, I saw someone post a meme about it, and it was like right after uh, Vince McMahon said he's taking over uh, NXT. And it was a picture of Triple H, and it said, new to AEW. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, that whole whole thing with Nia and Charlotte, like, I don't know what the reasoning was behind it. Like, I watched the match just to see, like, if there was something that, like, triggered. And it's just like, all of a sudden, they just started shooting on each other or attempted to. Yeah, some people, the, uh, some people are saying it's a work. Um, yeah, possible. Which is possible. Because they said that, you know, there wasn't a fight backstage or anything, which, if there was a fight backstage, I doubt WWE would report it. Unless, you know, somebody had, like, a big mouth that saw the fight backstage. Yeah. Um, But, uh, I mean, from what I saw from the match, it looked like, Charlotte got pissed because Nia Jax was kind of being a little unsafe. She's being uh, Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I think, think Charlotte been... can more or less do whatever the fuck she wants, and it really doesn't matter. I would probably agree on that one. I mean, because I at think... the end of the day, they're not going to release her. Because if she goes nope. to AEW, that'll be the fucking worst thing that ever happened. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think it was that first Samoan drop that uh, Naya tried to do on Charlotte that looked really bad. And that could have been like the whole downfall of that matchup. Yeah. 
And then it's like she stopped yeah. selling for like Nijak stopped yeah. selling for and you know, it's just and even that, uh, like I said, that reverse DDT that Charlotte tried to do, like, looked really forced. Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. Um, yeah. So WWE this week, that was like the biggest things coming out of that. There really wasn't anything spectacular with WWE this week. Um, even NXT, like, there wasn't that much on there that I thought was like anything. Like the NXT only thing stuff. I watched this week. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh. You didn't like uh, Dexter Loomis giving Johnny Gargano a high five and he losing a match? Oh, man. I'm kind of, I don't know. Like, I like the whole indie Dexter storyline thing they're doing, the whole thing with Gargano, but it's just. Like it's not really drawn me in anymore. That's uh, the downside. I think it's honestly really gotten stale. Yeah. To be honest, I'm kind of. I'm just. I think basically what we're doing now is just biding our time. I think we got one more week of taped NXT before we get into like the refresh for NXT. Yeah. I think they taped like three weeks of uh, NXT television after uh, takeover. So. In color. Um, NWA Power, uh, pretty good episode. Fallout for um, Empower in '73 this weekend. Um, the biggest thing coming off of this I noticed from watching this is that um, Melina has aligned herself with Nick, um, not Nick Aldis, uh, Chris Adonis, and has okay. gone like uh, taking a little bit of a heel turn out of nowhere. So. Not quite sure uh, where they're going with that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, and Chelsea... <laughs> What's up? I said she ain't fucking Batista. <laughs> um, Chelsea Green wrestled. Um, she lost. Uh, I can't remember who. I can't remember who else she wrestled. Uh, but she ended up losing. Uh, and then we saw the uh, the hot mess come out with the smeared eyeliner and like the makeup smear all over her face and everything after the match. And she just went like crazy. So, so that's um, a couple of the big highlights from that. Chelsea Green, like officially with NWA now? Um, I know she's officially with Impact. But I don't, I think she's just a, uh, probably give me like an occasional like NWA type thing. So okay. we'll, see. we'll see where that goes. Um, AEW this week, they're like Dynamite wasn't wasn't bad, it wasn't good. There just wasn't anything that stuck out going into all out this weekend, aside from like CM Punk hitting a really bad go to sleep. I meant to ask, uh, did you guys see that? Uh, I mean, I I figure we're gonna do the all out uh, preview. Yep. Uh, that uh, the Andrade Pac match got canceled. Yeah, yeah. due to uh, travel issues. Uh, I think but it was Pac. It was Pac because we're getting Andrade versus a mystery opponent. On, uh, on, on all out now? Yes. I thought they replaced it with the woman's uh, uh, Battle Royal. 
Yeah, yeah. they moved the they moved the battle royal to the main. They show. did, but I saw a thing where he posted he was going to wrestle a mystery opponent. I don't know if it's going to be on like the pre-show or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, mystery opponent. So which which, be, uh, which WWE be, superstar is ready to go now? <laughs> it's going to be Adam Cole, baby. I doubt I doubt that one. If they're going to bring in Adam Cole, it's not as a mystery opponent for Andrade. Yeah, no. The Wrestle Getting Podcast is brought to you each and every week by StackofCards.com. Yes, that's StackofCards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, StackofCards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackacards.com. That's stackacards with a Z.com. All right. So speaking of all out, let's uh let's get into it. <laughs> so we've got the card for all out here. We've got AW World Championship. Uh Kenny Omega defending against Christian Cage. Say it right. He- it's Kenny by God Omega. Say it right yeah. next time. Uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Jericho versus MJF. Uh, AW Women's Championship match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, Chris Statlander. Uh, AW Tag Team Championship match. Inside a Steel Cage. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. Um, which I'm sure we'll see the same exact match that we saw three weeks ago between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers just inside a steel cage. Um, Eddie Kingston challenges Miro for the TNT Championship match. Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. Paul White versus QT Marshall, which nobody asked for. And the uh, 21-woman Casino Battle Royal for a future title shot. All right, so let's start with the Casino Battle Royal. What were you saying? What was the main event? Is it the Cage? The main event's going to be, I don't know if it's going to be Punk and Allen or Cage and Omega. I'm assuming, so I'm under the impression it's going to be Cage and Omega, and I will tell you why when we get there. Because Adam Cole is going to debut after the match. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. All right. But that would be so, better. But. All right. So let's break down the 21 women battle royal. Uh, participants for this match are Thunder Rosa, Big Swall. Of course, we've got the mystery entry, uh, Nyla Rose, Jade Cargill, Tay Conti. Penelope Ford, Karushita, Anna Jay, who made her triumphant return this week, um, Abaddon, Diamante, Kira Hogan, Red Velvet, The Bunny, Keelan King, Layla Hirsch, Riho, Emma, Emmy Sakura, Jamie Hayter, Julia Hart, and Rebel. Man, the person I was going to pick isn't even in there? Man. No, these are your uh, 21... Uh, they'd probably be the mystery opponent if he thinks. No, they're not going to be the mystery opponent. I'm picking the mystery opponent, and 
that Mr. Opponent is going to be uh, Ruby Riot. <laughs> Ruby Soho. What? Why do you call her a hoe? That's her name. It's Soho. <laughs> also. Soho. What the F? All right. All right. So Carl is taking Mystery Opponent and Ruby. Do I get a half a point if I if I get the if I get the mystery? <laughs> it's a different person. Uh, yes, you do. Was, it was Mickey Day. I'm um, I'm going with Jade Cargill. That was who the fuck I was gonna pick. I didn't hear you say her. Really? Yeah, she's on there. Oh, I didn't hear you say her name. That was who I was gonna yeah, go with. She was like uh. I swear I didn't hear you say her name. Yeah, I, she was right after Nyla Rose. Ah, uh, maybe I heard you say Nyla Rose in my my mind in the blink. Maybe. You still want to pick Jade Cargill? Oh, yeah. That's who I was going to pick from like a while ago. Garrett's uh, taking the mystery opponent and it's Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking the mystery opponent and it... it's it's Lana. <laughs> it's Lana. It could be. She get I heard, or ni- yeah, her 90 days is up. Um, yeah, I know. September 1st. Um, Ruby Soho's was September 1st. Uh, pretty much that oh, second round. Oh, that second round is, is oh. up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm so happy. Where are they going to end up? That's the question. So, I really hope it's uh, impact. impact. Yeah. So I'm thinking. <sighs> All right. So Carl's got Ruby Soho. Garrett and I both have Jade Cargill for the 21 woman casino battle royal for a future title shot. Uh, next match, we've got Paul White versus QT Marshall. Who's Paul White? Anybody really? Who's know? Paul White? I don't know who it is yet. I was fucking weird. <laughs> I want to know who it is, too. Who's Paul White? Is he a guy? Hell, I said the same thing when he debuted in fucking uh, <laughs> WWE as Paul White. Like, who the fuck is Paul White? <laughs> oh, it's the name. Good Lord. Uh, I'm picking QT. I don't know why. I just I don't really give a shit about. Yeah, this I don't think, I think anybody does. Why, why is this on the pre-show? Like this should be the pre-show match, not the main card. It might be. It might uh, be not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me Paul White. Uh, Or poor Paul White man getting beat down by the gun club this week. Like you just can't can't win. (laughs) Nah, Carl, if you you don't want to pick anybody, you don't have to. Say the match goes to a no contest. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Paul White loses and. Resigns with WWE, uh, <laughs> star in the Big Show show. Isn't <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, <laughs> Moxley versus Satoshi 
Kojima. Uh, I am picking Mox on this one. I'm going to take Moxley, too, just because I can't pronounce the other name. <laughs> Give me Kojima. Because I can say his name. Kojima. Kind of interested to see how this match goes. Is there a stipulation in this match? Like, you know, barbed wire or something? Or? No. No? No death match? Uh, or... Yeah, not that it's all. T.D. Bagwell on a pole or anything? Nope. So Max Lewis is going to have a normal match? I guess so. With no thumbtacks or anything? Well, I mean, his matches don't end up being normal anyway. They always end up being like no DQ or something like that. It's like a given, apparently. All right, um, AEW TNT Championship match. Miro defending against Eddie Kingston. There's no way Kingston is winning a championship. That's not a tag team title. Whoa. Excuse you? What, you think Kingston's going to beat Miro? No, that's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> Give me fucking Eddie Kingston. He beats Miro. <laughs> Give me Myro. I I predict homicide is uh gonna come out and interfere. So we'll see the return of LAX. <laughs> Only if Hernandez comes out too. Okay, maybe Hernandez comes out too. <laughs> I think isn't um I think Homicide is back in uh Ring of Honor. Is he? I think so. I think he's got a little stable that he's running. So all three of those guys are in a different promotion, is what you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Hernandez is on impact. Right. They're all working together as the Latin American exchange. Yep. All led by Conan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and using the same music. <laughs> oh, all right. Steel cage match for the tag team championships. Young Bucks defending against the Lucha Bros. I'm saying Young Bucks retain. Yep. Think they retain? I think so. I, I mean, I don't know. It's like, why did you even sign the Lucha Bros if you were going to put them over? I say fucking Lucha Bros win. Somebody needs to. Like, I'd rather, like, the Young Bucks have had the belts for a while. Um, honestly, I'd rather see them go up against uh, Pride and Powerful for those titles. And have uh, uh, Santana or Ortiz be the ones to take them off them. Earth. We'll see where this goes. Earthy heck, take my phone. <laughs> Earthy heck. <laughs> I need favorite tag team. Oh, awesome! There All right, Hell on Heels. Ah, Hell on Heels. That's a great tag team. Great tag team name too. <laughs> All right, Women's Championship: Britt Baker versus Statlander. 
Um, as much as I love Chris Statlander, Britt Baker is not losing this title to Chris Statlander. Give me uh, Chris Statlander. Give me Chris Statlander too. But and she said it. And she says I was lame. And but, but Buck Britt Baker. How you gonna be a dentist and not make out anybody? <laughs> No, how are you going to be a dentist and not have Isaac Yankum as your manager? I mean, I just don't understand. Because he don't want to be your fucking manager. (laughs) Is it because he actually knows how to clean teeth? She doesn't? (laughs) Um, I don't think so, because his teeth were yellow as hell, dude. (laughs) I know, I'm just fucking... (laughs) But they got cleaned up really quick. Yeah, they did. (laughs) He had a good dentist. And he's a mayor. <laughs> uh, Jericho versus MJF. If Jericho loses, he is done in ring for AEW. I think it's the uh, end of an era. You think so? Yeah. And uh, MJF lose winning streak. <clears throat> Of MJF's winning streak. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna lot. say, I was gonna say, you don't think this is, you know, the Avengers, you know, the one time out of, you know, one thousand six hundred million seventy three point one chances. <laughs> so can I give you my prediction? Okay. All right. So I'm going off of uh, something Chris Jericho said in a. Um, uh, podcast with Sun Coach Steve Austin. I don't know if y'all watched the uh, Brooklyn School section sessions. Uh, but when Sun Coach was talking about his decision of leaving WWE, and, uh, he said the reason why he left WWE is that uh, his match with, I think it was like Seth Rollins or somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Got pushed, you know, further down the card than where he wanted it to be. And uh, he kind of realized, like, at this point in his career, that's that's all he'll ever be. And that's all he ever had to offer for uh, WWE. Uh, so when he took this promotion, uh, promotion, when he decided to work with this promotion, AEW, it was the up and coming. Uh, a lot of the guys... Never had any TV work, and uh, you know he wanted to be the top dog and kind of lead them, you know, into this new era. Um, but as it looks like now, um, uh, AEW's got a lot of people that's been on TV before. You know, you have Aleister Black, you have CM Punk, uh, Daniel Bryan is getting ready to start working with them. Uh, possibly Bray Wyatt, possibly Braun Strowman, possibly Adam Cole. Uh, I see Chris Jericho going, you know, further down that list as a mid card, mid carder, and I think it's the end of an era for AEW. I think MJF is going to pick up this victory, and we'll see Chris Jericho, you know, either go back to Japan or maybe go to like the NWA or. Smaller promotion, maybe go to Impact or something. 
He said if he loses this match, he's going to be on the announce table. Nah, he ain't be a fucking announcer. That's what he said. I know, yeah. but he's not. Yeah, Jericho's not losing this matchup. He's losing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. I'm taking Punk all day, every day. Oh, I mean, I, do, is there a question here? <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, Darby Allen wins, but get this, but uh, Darby Allen and CM Punk actually form a tag team. Uh, as skaters. <laughs> oh, awesome! They have um Johnny Ace as their manager. <laughs> oh man, good times. Uh, World Championship match, Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the AEW title. Uh, Christian's already beaten Omega once. Is the Impact, Impact Championship. Is the Impact title on the line, too, or no? No, just the uh, AEW World title. Okay. But um, I don't think it's going to be his second time. I think Omega's going to retain the AEW Championship. <laughs> I do too. And bonus points when Brian Danielson comes out there ready to challenge the band. Uh, you don't think it's going to be Adam Cole? Nope. Well, they've already said that Danielson's debut is supposed to be in New York. Unless they bump him up to have Adam Cole debut in New York in September. Everything I've seen is he will be at the uh, pay-per-view this weekend. For Danielson? Yep. I think uh, I think what happens is actually Cody Rhodes interferes on uh, behalf of Kenny Omega. Uh, and then you have CM Punk uh, come out to help Christian Cage. And it leads to a tag team of uh, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega versus uh, CM Punk and uh, um, Christian Cage at the next referee, uh, double or nothing or whatever his next. <laughs> awesome. All right. So that is uh, our previews and picks for AEW's All Out. Uh, yeah. Uh, looks like Vintage Showdowns are going to get postponed another week. <laughs> Why? Huh? Why? Because we just went through three pay-per-views again and you didn't watch it. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Excuse me. <laughs> I watched it like a week ago. <laughs> Oh, you actually, that's right. You did actually watch it. Yeah. Remember? 
I thought we talked about it already. All right, well. Well, let's go ahead and do the vintage throwdown then. Fucking yes. Coming at you from a bar in New York City. (laughs) From the Mirage Nightclub. All right, let's see. Because I didn't put it in the notes for this week. Let me go back to next week. Last week. Yeah. First match was, I believe, uh, Vader versus. Um, yeah. Who'd Vader verse? Mick Foley was on commentary. Yeah, Foley's Vader versed. Um, fuck, who did he first? Ahmed Johnson. That's it. Yep. Yeah, because because uh, that match goes to a no contest because Foley comes out there and started beating the shit out of him. <laughs> or is it the other match? It won one two. They, I think both of those matches could have. This one, um, Ahmed Johnson won by disqualification. Yeah. So that was uh, uh mankind's interference. Yeah. Uh, which sets up we go into the next match, which was mankind versus the British Bulldog. Which um, which, wasn't mankind wasn't uh, here to perform. He didn't want to yeah, wrestle. He, he didn't want to wrestle. He was there to have a good time. <laughs> Young the, the lady that was giving him the eye. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> good mankind. I mean, watching it, watching watching the, the first match just for Mick Foley's uh, commentary. Uh, <laughs> uh, mankind character is it's great. And it was like Sonny's comments, like, oh, my God, like, he smells. Why is he over here? He's, I don't feel safe. Yeah. This was cracking me up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, somehow, I don't know, like, somehow it looks like it turned into a tag team match. At least for me. But I don't know. But then it was. Basically. Yeah. Basically <laughs> did. It wasn't a tag team match, though. It was... No, but it seemed no. like it was. <laughs> uh, Vader interfered again. Uh, and then... Uh, Ahmed Johnson think, came back out, right? Yeah. Or was it Owen? Yeah, I mean, at one point, there was four of them in the ring. Yeah. And it was uh, it was Ahmed and the British Bulldog, and then it was Mankind and Vader. Yeah. Um, the man they call Vader, the man I call friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we go from that one and we go with Savio Vega taking on Jesse James. The real Jesse James. I mean, real, real Jesse James. The real double J. Not that fucking lip singing. Wasn't he, sing- wasn't he singing the song too? Yeah. Yeah. But the fucking mic didn't work. Or is that yeah, the, no, it was so bad. It was that whole the whole gimmick was to use the, the real the, the vocal talent behind Jeff Jarrett's uh, music. Yeah, because Jeff Jarrett left for WCW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that wasn't bad. I like Savio Vega. Like, actually, I miss Savio Vega. Yeah, he was very underrated talent. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Are Main event or in this or 
can't remember. I'm trying to remember. I don't was he I don't think he was part of the nation. No, he was part of the nation at this at that time. It was before he uh he split off and did uh Los Pariquas. Yeah. Uh let's see. Main event, the Godwins, Henry and Phineas. Uh taking on the headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher. Uh this one ended in a no contest. Yeah. Bought a no contest on this one. <laughs> oh man. I don't even know where the hell this match broke down at. And yeah. I don't remember much like the uh like any of the side stuff from this match either. Aside from uh mankind wanting to party and his commentary. Yeah, um I can't remember. Because uh, it's been, you know, almost two weeks now since I watched it. Because <laughs> I watched it, like, way back when we was originally supposed to do it. Uh, I can't remember if there was any... Because, like, they, they, they've been having, like, Honky Tonk Man. Um, Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Uh, did any of the little minis wrestle? I can't remember either. Or, uh, no, no minis on this one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, nothing really uh standing out here as far as. Yeah, really nothing. All right, but well, that was the uh, one of the last ones that we're getting from like the actual bars. I think we got one more, so one more. Yeah, not from a bar; it's from Penn Station. Yeah, not the not the sub restaurant gear, but the actual subway. Italian sub. <laughs> <laughs> You want a pickle? I'll give you a pickle. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I think uh, Triple H and Undertaker wrestle on this one, right? Or the next one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's one of the ones on there. Um, but yeah, we'll check that one out next week. This one was February 1st, uh, 1997, if you're looking for that one. Um, find it on YouTube or wherever else. Um, yep, so that's that. Um, shout outs like we do every other week. Um, check out we call the Four Horsemen of Wrestling podcast, uh, the Fig Cave with a good friend Phil Gentile. Um, he's also doing a fantasy football podcast as well. So, if you're into fantasy football, definitely check that out, and that'll drop on your feeds. Uh, for the Fig Cave, uh, whenever he puts up a new episode, uh, run-in podcast, no new episode this week. We guys took a, a much-deserved break. Uh, they'll be back next week, and uh, the call-up from Kenny. Uh, he's got a couple of new things that he's been doing uh, live on Wednesdays. I believe he's calling it a cup of coffee. So he's been doing um, YouTube live, uh, Instagram live, whatever uh, social media platform he's doing lives on, and interviewing. Uh, 
wrestling fans, wrestling talent. Uh, this week, you had Just Incredible on there, uh, talking about the uh, the glory days of ECW, the locker room, and all that other fun stuff. So definitely check that out. And that's uh, that's going to wrap that up for this week. Uh, theme of the week, Garrett, your pick this week. Uh, so I've been looking for a little while because, you know, I've been at work. <laughs> I hadn't had no chance. Uh, but I figured in honor of in honor of his much deserved title win, we are gonna do Trevor Murdoch's WWE theme because it's the only one I could find. Is uh the single theme or his his single theme? It's the one that says his, the name of the song is misunderstood. Okay. Rock and roll, we can do that. Awesome. All right, and uh, that's that's gonna do it for us this week. So thank you all for hanging out with us for the uh, last two hours here, uh, talking some wrestling or listening to us talk some wrestling, um, all that fun stuff. And we'll be back with you guys next week. This is episode 108. Meet y'all next week at 109. Looking for a real good time right there. Um, on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Gary G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Thank you guys for checking this out. And we'll chat with y'all next week. Later, Marks. Sorry, lost your quote, Bob Angert. It's all right. 54 may not be on their list, but it's on our list, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that